Hello, my name is Lauren, but you probably know me as Catherine Ross. I'm here to let you know that if you love our content and want to feel the same dread, terror, and jubilation that I do, then make sure to check out Lurking Fears when you head out to your next convention. With a great group of professional storytellers, Lurking Fears is able to weave stories that will haunt you and take you to the very edge of madness, which is something I know a little bit about. Now, while specializing in Call of Cthulhu, Lurking Fears also runs games from a variety of other systems, so there's something for everyone. They're committed to running heavy RPG adventures that are driven by the narrative and, of course, by the player's choices. So, check out their Facebook page and follow them to keep on top of which con they'll be hosting games at next. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Now, let's get back to the action and see what our Keeper Raz has in store for us. But, if history has taught us anything, probably going to be bad news. Can't get enough of Cthulhu and Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening and welcome back to another episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. I'm Raz, and well, we're here again, and we're glad you are too. So let's pick up where we left off. The uh, team had just, actually the team in two waves, one Faye and uh, Vadim Gavrilov had approached this cabin in the woods that was lit. Um, they entered, there was a little bit of stew on the fire, a uh, small table with some chairs. The place looked like some sort of a trapper's lodge or hunter's lodge with a, with a, another building that had been erected off to the side, sort of like a lean-to, like a woodshed, but just slightly larger. Um, nobody had been home. And after milling about inside, looking around and trying to get the lay of the land, uh, a gentleman came out of the woods with several hares uh, that he had been able to hunt and, and kill, uh, which led Jack to start making his way uh, panther-like down the snow, <laughs> through the snow to try to get a better gauge of the house and keep Faye and Vadim undercover with his rifle with a scope. When Ella and Catherine Ross came down bobsledding out of the uh, the tree line and right up to the front of the house. So that's sort of where we are. So the team is almost all together uh, at the some at the front door, some inside with this uh, gentleman putting his hairs up on a hook with a rope. And uh, when we last left, the, the last words he had said to Vadim was, do I know you? How do you know my name? And the gentleman said, all in time, you know, like basically in time, you'll know. And that's where we uh, we, we we will pick up. So uh, welcome back, team. Good. We're going to jump right into this. We have a lot to cover tonight. So let's see what uh, what we can find out about this uh, strange man out in the middle of the woods. Uh, Vadim, yeah, that's where we kind of left off, was with you questioning how this man would have known your name. So Vadim responds when he says, you know, all in good time or some sort of, you know, variation of brushing him off. And he's like, I'm, a, right. I'm afraid I'm going to need more information, my friend. How do you well, know me? You were meant to be here many months ago. Let me just, please, you are guests in my home. Let me... Let me prepare myself and take off my other vestments, get your friends inside. The weapon you see, Scott, that he was carrying is a musket. Okay. Black powder. Single shot. Yeah. Old style. And um, he says, uh, he walks to the door and goes, friends. Oh, please. <laughs> you have you have made yourself a sled. <laughs> this is fun. Come. Come inside. Share my fire. I have enough food for everyone for this evening. And I have I have business with, with, one, of your, with one of your company. So please, come. Come in. Oh, what lovely manners. Uh, yeah, for a Russian hermit who speaks English, 
in the woods? No, he was saying it in broken Russian, oh, but he okay. tried to get it out the best he All could. Right. You can understand some Russian, Catherine, uh, and he was motioning okay. with his big hand. With his big his bear paw. His paw. Okay. He's a big he's a large man. He's a pretty good sized dude. Um I'm more like okay, so he said it's okay to come in, but sure. I'm gonna incredibly cautiously approach the the house, I guess, because our friends didn't tell us to come in. Well, you don't hear them dying inside and that is screaming, true. so I think that is everything's true. fair. Yeah, you'd know if I was on my way out. True. Faye's very <laughs> vocal. Um, it's nice. It'll be nice to get out of the cold. It'll be nice to get out of the cold. Sure. Vodum is is on high alert, watching him. Of course. Trying to be polite. Uh, you know, he's showing us hospitality of some sort, but obviously the situation is super weird. So he's not trusting yeah. I wanted to lean into Vodum and just be like, you definitely have no recollection of this man, right? And he says quietly back to Faye, uh, I, "Correct, Keeper. I've, I've, to my recollection, I've, I've. He doesn't seem familiar to me at all. Then never seen him. Uh, and so he he parrots that back to Faye. Keeper, I don't want to go into the house right away. I'll let them go into the house. I want to check out the other building that he came from. See if there's anything weird there, or if it's just normal what you would expect stores. Why? I'm just, just asking. It, it just seems kind of weird that." This guy, this guy seems to sort of know us. He doesn't. Well, you didn't hear all that, Jack. Some of that was in, you know, was quiet to them. He did say to the group as by the door, I have some business with one of your company. So, I mean, yeah, I guess you would know he, he knows you. Uh, or no, no, no. I'm saying, no, I didn't hear what they said. I'm, you know, I'm right, not right, right. the metagame. But I'm saying this from I'm, the no, distance. No, I'm just asking, you know. Yeah, from the distance, yeah. we didn't hear any of that. Sure. And so right, I'm so like, you kinda uh, hang back. I don't really know him, so. All right. So, Jack, you, uh, the rest of you are going to go inside, correct? Yeah. Um, I was going to you know, poke my noodle in, make sure that, that Vodum and Faye are okay. And then... <laughs> Have you ever seen two people that look like cardboard cutouts? I think that's sort of how they look right now, I'm assuming. <laughs> Very stiff, like, just waiting to be told, well, are we good? Are we, are we okay? Well, okay. But yeah, no, if, everything's if fine. They, I go if I approach the building and... very nicely. Ella! Okay. <laughs> Ella has no... You know what? I don't know why we're questioning that. Of course she would. You know what? Let her. Okay. <laughs> She's just lucky that we're inside and everything's fine. Ella walks in. So, Catherine, Ellis, Ellis saunters past you. We're just going to go in. We're not going to, you know, assess the situation first. Okay. All right. It doesn't seem to be a need. They are alive. And he asked us nicely to come in. I am assuming he has food. Oh, you can smell it now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would make my way to the door anyway, just because I know Catherine. And so I kind of just go to the doorway and I just hold a hand up like, I'm here. Nothing wrong with me. Just come, please. She enters and, you know removes her coat is there a is there a hook or do we just deposit yeah. okay hook lovely yeah he's taking off his his coat is magnificent bearskin he's like a he's like a cossack but instead of being like six two he's you know in the five nine region but he's built like you know just this really strong old dude he's just, you know big guy mm -hmm. powerful um this, this what's going on everything good is this yeah so he, uh, he says he shuts the door you know looks around He's like, your friend doesn't wish to come in? He's securing the um, sled outside. Oh, so, <laughs> uh, tell him, if when we see him, we will let him know. Not too many thieves out here. Hey, Vadim. <laughs> well, Vadim returns the laugh. <laughs> yeah. This is, wow, just a barrel of laughs here. This is great. Come sit. I, I, I get us vodka and I prepare food. I even have, I even have a small loaf of bread I've been saving. Okay. 
All right. I already heard part of this, so um, I- I'm gonna go make sure that Jack's okay and that everything's getting uh tied down. I I just feel weird about him being out there in the cold, the snow, you know. You're treating men with rifle like he's a girl. He has uh, no idea how to tie down a sled. But do what you have to do. I the food is here when you're ready. You know, I'm gonna ignore the girl comment because you're feeding me, and I assume you're gonna let us sleep. You're on the a woman. Floor. You're not girl. I said girl. Little g- child. A child. Well, my stature's the same. I'm gonna go out. I'll be right back. Uh, a I'll feminist, right back. kind Russian man in the woods. Lovely. Um, pass the vodka. What's your name? I haven't given it. Hello, it I'm. It is Mika. Mika. So, Jack, over Great. to you. You you were making your way into the towards the woods, the the larger building with the the slanted roof that looks like a woodshed, right? Right. So the door is the door's there. It's closed over. It's not locked. You can open it. Are you bringing a flashlight or anything with you? Um, it's that dark that I'm not going to see anything. Yeah. Now it's after six. I don't know. That and there's would... no light from the other side. There's no light from the house that would pour. Yeah, I guess if it's that dark, I probably would. I would have tried to fumble through our packs to find. Some sort okay. of flashlight, yeah. As you hit the door and you're turning the flashlight on, Faye comes to your side. She's, uh, you, you know, you heard her shut the, the main door and she walks the 50 feet or so to you, 40 feet to you. And they're both standing outside the woodshed. And you can go ahead and open the door. I, I turn to her and I say, perhaps it's just my less than trustful nature, but I always find it best to know your surroundings before you go into a small enclosed area. No, please go ahead. I've gone through too much shit, by all means. So I, I open the door and I sort of walk into the shed Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, looking to see, is it what I expect it to be? Or are we walking into something? What did you expect it to be? I expected it to be a shed that would have wood in it, some saws, just sort of supplies that you would have for a cabin, for a cabin. I, what I'm looking, I guess what I'm hoping not to find is a stash of weapons, something not like uh, you would find in a cabin in the woods if somebody was just there hunting. A lot of wood, saws, yes, including um, lathes and um, a table where there's colors of paint that have been spilled. All of a sudden, you, you know, you're, you're looking around at the light and a small face looks back at you, but it's hanging from the ceiling. The face is hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. And then you see another and another. And okay. Another. I, yeah, I move the light all, up towards it. Go ahead. Yep. They're all dolls' faces with their eyes closed. No, I'm, no. No. So the whole, uh, there must be about 80 of them in here, Jack. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. And they all look different. They're different skin tones, different coloration. Um, some have hair, some don't. Just doll heads. Are they, are they doll heads or are they shrunken human heads? They're wooden heads. So he's making wooden heads is what you're telling me. That's what I'm it looks like. You it looks like a wood shop. from the ceiling. Yeah, it's a wood shop. And hanging from the ceiling are about 70 to 80 various heads no shaped noses are different skin tones so so the the, the shades so very slightly varied again different colors hair all different yeah. shapes of heads round faces uh stockier faces chubby cheeks thin cheeks just all different looks all throughout the 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 wood shop so while we're both obviously staring at the ceiling I take the I take the flashlight and I sort of put it between us and then I give her the side stare like this is bizarre and then stare back at the ceiling again to make sure that she's seeing what I'm seeing like without saying anything. All the eyes are closed. Like you know when a doll's in a certain resting position the eyes close. But they're just the head are they actual dolls or just the heads? Here you're just they're just heads. 
okay, so now I got to look more around this room. Is there is there any doll parts at all down on the tables? Right, so it looks like this is someone who's making dolls. No, back to the main cabin. Okay, everybody, he uh, please come, my friend, sit, Adam, you you may take the head of the table, please. It'll be good to have you as a guest this evening. I get the stool. There's, there'll be plenty for your friends. We will not eat it all for them. Ma'am, your name. He points to you, uh, Ella. He says, your name. What is your name, ma'am, please? Ah, my name's Ella, darling. Very nice to meet you. It is a ple- Thank you. It's nice to have someone who appreciates the warmth of a fire and the game that I've captured and cooked. That Thank you, Quite delicious, Ella. actually. There is another... There is another uh, yoga vodka up there, right? That that black one. Yes, bring that, please. We are we are many, and there will be needs for drinking tonight. I pitter on over, get the vodka, take a sniff at it. Probably smells like airplane fuel. Oh, probably. Yeah. Smells like home to Adam. Usually, you tap a couple behind the ear, <laughs> on the wrist, one on each wrist. <laughs> like an aftershave. <laughs> <laughs> It's called brutal, not brute. It's brutal, my Fabergé. <laughs> just, just tap it. Yeah, mm, musky. <laughs> Good for cleaning musket when powder gets caked in. So, my friends, tell me, how fares the war? Vadim looks at him quizzically and says, um, "What, uh, what war do you refer to, my friend?" The war that our czar is fighting to protect Russia. The war. Are you referring to the Bolsheviks? Bolshevik. I'm I'm referring to that despot. Bonaparte. I want to know. Have we... I'm so far removed. Uh, hard to see. Hard to hear. Bonaparte? I, I, has, has our Alexander defeated Napoleon? How goes the war? My friend, um, that was, uh, that was over 100 years ago. Yes, Napoleon has long since passed away in exile. So we won. Well, yes, kind of. No. We're still here. The 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 Russian winter won, like it always does. But but that is not what is important, my friend. You you are talking about uh, uh, war with with Napoleon. That is that is ancient history, long past. Ah, uh, and feels like not long ago. What year do you think it is, my friend? I'm soft. Uh, late 1797, uh, 1799. What year is it, Vadim? Long I have slumbered, and too much time I spend in the dreaming lands. So, unfortunately, and occasionally, I I do lose some track of time. Is you, where are your friends? They should have secured that sled by now, no? I'm sure Ella? they will be here shortly. They may just be enjoying a private moment together before they come inside. Ah, stooping. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the Russians call it. Um, okay. You know. Okay. okay, yeah, that. Um, the minute Ella hears that, she's still kind of standing after handing everybody the bottle of vodka. She's just going to nod and start looking around the main room of the cabin like she's taking a nice little stroll to get the blood running through her legs again. Ella, it would probably take about 18 steps to go around the cabin <laughs> efficiently. It's not that big in here. Okay. Let's go back to Jack. Let's go back for a moment to Jack and Faye. Yeah, okay. I want to, uh, I'm going to, you know, at first Faye was just kind of looking up and she was in shock because 
we've seen a lot of shit uh, mm-hmm. since the uh, beginning, the birth of this adventure. Um, right. and nothing like this. And that's saying something two years in. So um, congrats, Raz, speaking out of character for a second. Um, beautifully done. I hate it, but proud of you. Um, yeah, so Faye, she kind of snaps out of her shock for a second and she starts reaching over and she's like smacking Jack on the chest for a second. And she goes, he knows Vadim, Vadim by name. He said Vadim Gavrilov when we came in there. He didn't know me, but he knew Vadim. This man knows Vadim, and this man has all these, with the, whatever, the uh, uh, dolls. They're different. They all look different. They're dolls. Oh, my God. What the hell? He grabs her by the shoulders, like, hold her face. like, you have to take control of yourselves. This is truly, truly a bizarre situation, I grant you. But we have to control the situation. We can't play into his hands. I am not going to take any food or water from that man. I suggest we possibly grab some quick sustenance out out of our packs before we head in. I'm not sure what this is. This is foreign to me in every possible way, but it makes me incredibly uneasy. A man with doll heads. It's just too symbolic. Too symbolic. And they're too different. And yet, very realistic. Yeah, symbolic of he's going to eat us when we're sleeping. Um, Okay. They're going to notice that we're gone soon, so we should probably go inside yes yes i agree we need to go back i think we've seen enough and i'm certainly uncomfortable in here i've never been a fan of masks and things so he makes makes his way uh, you know leads her towards the um, towards the sled you know he's just looking about grabbing some like hard tack or whatever they might have that he can just sort of eat very quickly and, and a swig of, a swig of something um so that um he'll be okay through the night and i'll then, do uh, the same thing uh, and while we're doing that, I, I, I say to her in a very hushed tone, I think we need to play for time. I don't think we should call him out on it. We need to find out what's going on. Are, are you with me? Yeah. I... You have your gun. I have my guns. I will I will leave the rifle here and I will move to the pistols because it's going to be small in there. And we may need to maneuver if things get dicey. Yeah. All right. Back to the main room. Ella, you make, you make your rounds. The food is out now, everybody. Drinks are poured. Bread is... He uh, passes the bread around, just tears a piece off for himself and passes it to the guests. He's sitting down. Oh, yeah. Is he eating? Yeah. So the last thing he said was, why? What year do you, what year is it? And that he's spends so much time in the dreamlands that he kind of gets lost and sometimes confused. Vadim just looks at him dead on and says, it is 1931 and looks for what reaction in his face. Hmm. So it is. Makes, uh. <laughs> that is some time. Do you, I um I have no butter. I hope the bread is is enough. So he is nonplussed. Nope. Vadim says if you uh if you are from year you say you are from, how do you possibly know me? I know you, Vadim, because at some point in many lives I am I am here. I am a shepherd and I am a guide. My job is to keep the woods around this house for those in need. And many months ago, I knew you would come. I was not sure it would today, but fortunately, I always keep a little extra something because guests can just turn up at a moment's notice here. Eat, eat, please, my friends. You're all staring like you're in some sort of state of shock. There's no need. This is good food. The fire is warm. I have plenty of logs to put on. And your friend, oh, and here come your friends now. The door comes open. Look, 
and Jack and Faye walk in. You two lovebirds. <laughs> uh, I, I look calm, but you can. my eyes are on high alert. Yeah, Faye is uh, doing her classic uh, panic smile. And then she hears, uh, she hears lovebirds and she goes, love, oh my, yeah, oh God, has it been? Don't think we don't notice sneaking off like that all the time. Get over here. Oh, Kate, you're embarrassing us, please. I I didn't want to call any attention to it. My God. Catherine, it's been a year and a half. At what point do we become married and stop becoming newlyweds? I mean, obviously. When I become a godmother. Now sit down. Vodum seems confused by the banter, uh, uh-huh. chalking it up to his his lack of ability with English. He stands up stiffly and walks over to Jack and uh, puts his hand on Jack's shoulder and motions towards the man and says, Jack, uh, let me introduce you to uh, to Mika. He calls himself Mika. Mika lives here in woods, uh, claims to know me, and says he is from uh, 19 and says he is from 1797. Possibly older than that, but we've only gotten around to the fact that he knows who Napoleon was. Or he says him. it like, yep, and he says it just very, just like, matter-of-factly. Ella, what do you got? Um, I kind of, like, once... Really what I was looking for was any signs of, like, how old this place was, like, building techniques of historical stuff, but I'm not a historian. I was just kind of looking around for any other objects as well. Like, just a regular spot, hidden kind of thing. Um, the, 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 like I said, the building's in good repair and from his woodworking skills that Jack and Faye have seen, that probably makes sense because the guy's a master craftsman. He can pull doll heads in incredible detail, but you don't know that part yet. But yes, so he could have updated the cabin along the time. He can fix things as they go. Nothing here gives off an act. It's, it's, it doesn't look like it's ready for electricity. Then I, Um, then I would say the next thing I would do is kind of approach him, maybe take the closest seat next to him if it's available and start asking him, like, intrigued questions about, like, the past. So she'd be like, so tell me, Mika, what was the French Revolution like? Actually, I know you weren't there, but you must have heard something wonderfully intriguing about King Louis' demise. And I know we obviously hate the French. Oh, wait, what happened? What was happening in Russia during those days? Eat. Hmm, but I'm so curious. And there will be time to stage to swage your curiosity. But now, it is time for us to make, like, friends, and after dinner, when it is a little bit later, Vadim and I will need to talk. How close am I to Vadim? You're next to him. He's, he just said, let me introduce you to Mika. I try you know, to, The big bear I, guy. I make, an, I make an effort to palm my the, the knife that I stabbed the man in the chest on the train with, the knife that I showed to Vadim. Mm-hmm. I, make, uh, I make an effort to palm that to Vadim, palm it into his hand as a symbol of, you know, hopefully he'll understand. You fail this stealth roll and you are in, you're, you're doing this in another person's home. Whether you believe he's wacky or not, you could, you could take this situation in a bad way. Now, there's six of you or five of you, right? It's not like you couldn't take one man, but you don't, I'm just telling you. No, 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 I'm not talking about it. No, no, my point wasn't that I wanted to attack him. My point was to put him on Joel, alert. You're trying to you're taking a bowie knife and you're passing it to another human being. No, no, no. This is his no, little, no, no, uh... no, 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 no. the little the small knife I have. No, no, oh, God. oh, no, oh no, I'm no. thinking you're talking about your big the big oh, honey okay, knife. Okay. No, 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 no. Remember I had a small I had a small 
sort of multiplex knife. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. No, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. No, no. That, would, yeah, that wouldn't be even remotely something. Here, take this Bowie knife. <laughs> Here, Vadim. Yeah. This was... Like, holy shit. A gift. No, it's just meant as a signal to, like, be on the be on the alert. That's all it was sort of meant. I mean, yeah, he may not get like, it. I don't know. Well, he. I mean, he. you pass him the knife and he's able to, you know... He Vadim, Vadim feels it come into his hand, looks down and translate the message that uh, that Jack is ready for anything. So, Catherine... He looks over at you and he says, you do work with with the injured and the sick, yes? She's finishing up a shot of vodka. Yeah, that's that's correct. I'm a, I'm a nurse. There are many times when those in need look for comfort. A blessing upon your head to do the work of assisting those in need. Thank you. It is, it is honorable. Thank you, Mika. That's very, that's very kind of you. Um, are you going to sit down back there? Come have dinner. The stew is starting to get cold. He's looking at you, Jack. He's a little tired of a six foot two guy standing behind him. I will. I will go sit down. I'll say, uh, please, no, go eat without me. My 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 stomach is upset, perhaps from the travel across the snow. I I shall pass, but I do appreciate the offer. Vadim, in Russian, he says "girl" again. He says "girl" in Russian. Yeah. Okay. Like the joke he made that he couldn't do the sled without Faye's help. Yeah. So he's just so now you're telling him he's been outside having schnookies with Faye, and now he feels upset with his tummy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> what what picture have we painted for this man? You know what? It's uh, right now we're a little bit more scared. Um, I'm he's like going... he's thinking in his head he should be eating the whole damn stew. What the hell? Yeah. Work, work, make get a workout going, bro. No, he's got nothing. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take a little stew, but I'm not going to eat it. It's just so I'm holding a bowl. Um, just okay. so he's not. Well, because oh if if multiple, she's of, thinking it's if poisoned. We're both not. I'm scared, okay? I've been on a lot of close calls in this campaign. And Make, I just saw um, doll heads hanging from the ceiling. So forgive me if I don't okay. want to eat this man's stew. Keepers like lots of doll heads. <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots. More than you ever wanted. I don't like this. Yeah, I, way more I than I ever wanted. <laughs> I swear to you, as a person who runs Cthulhu, uh-huh. the bread, stew, and vodka are not poisoned. That That's exactly what someone would say when the <laughs> bread, stew, and vodka are poison. No, I'm kidding. No, you're fine. If you eat, you're fine. If you don't eat, you just don't eat. But you make the man incredibly suspicious. I had a light snack. No, do whatever. I'm just, you know, if I'm no, poisoned, I'm... I want you to be poisoned with me. Wow, that's very selfish of you. <laughs> poison pals. That was adorable, Scott. Love that. So Ella, he looks, he turns, you know, you, you, do you have another question you want to pose before we get anywhere deeper into this? I would say, well, what what was the, like, how long have you actually been alive for? When have you been in those dreamscapes where you travel back in time or forwards in time? What is that like? Please tell me everything. I don't travel time. I'm... Oh, okay. I, I stay here, and those that come, I guide them, and I have been here a long time. Very long. And I will keep going on being here. As long as I am needed. Yes, Catherine. Um, to follow that statement, have you always been by yourself? It's cold and lonely. You got a family? <laughs> With the number of men and women who come to my home seeking me out, I am never alone. I always have company and friends. Oh, so what are they seeking you out for? Like, we just stumbled upon you and thank God we did because it was very cold out and this stew is tasty. My business is with Adam. Oh, 
You have you have not had a need to meet me yet, Catherine Ross, nor you, Ella Walcott. <gasps> well, he knows your name, but Catherine, I already told him. And he knows mine. yours. He says, but perhaps one day you may call upon me, should you need it, and I will be here for you. Now, if we finish up our dinners and we have a smoke, I can take Vadim and bring him to where he needs to go, and let him make his choices. Ah, uh, what? So- that sounds important. Whew. Do I have a choice in this matter? <laughs> I think you will want to hear what I have to say, Adam Gavrilov. Like I said, I have been waiting for you for some time. The rest of the dinner is whatever you make of it. You can eat heartily and stay in dead silence. He will try to make small, some small talk. Not great at it. And the the like I said, the food is fine. You do find yourselves after you've fed getting... And it's not because you're poisoned. <laughs> It's just you're tired, you're fatigued, the fire is raging, it is warm, your bellies are full, and that human instinct of, well, yes, you're nervous, and I'm not saying you're falling directly asleep, like, oh my god, like a spell. You're just, you're, you're settled and calm. And he is giving off no other indication that he's funky, weird, fucked up, heads in the doll heads, whatever. Now, Jack and Faye, do you wish to mention something about that and ask him? Yeah, now that we're all comfortable, I guess I will. I'll lean in with a bowl and maybe grab some stew. And as I'm leaning, in, I'll say, "You have a very interesting assortment of tools in your shed." And I turn and look directly into his eyes. Oh, you went to do my shed? Yes. Well, any good hunter would never go into a blind without checking first for tigers. <laughs> do you find tigers in my shed? I found interesting paraphernalia in your shed. Would you care to talk to us about the doll heads? Hanging from the ceiling. The what? Were they upside down? No. The... I don't know. I was too scared to look. That they close. were not upside down. Fair enough. <laughs> she goes back to eating. Catherine yelled out, the what? <laughs> he, she looked like Vork. You did what? what? <laughs> That's the I, great, I mean, that is the greatest moment of the guild. I, I lean into her and I go, doll heads. Those are for the people who come to visit me. Oh, presents. They, and he looks at you, Catherine, and he says, no. Oh. They are necessary. Oh. They are able to take them. True, but they are not gifts. They are necessary. Okay. What did you think of them? They, are, they look realistic, no? They are quite stunning, yes. Very realistic. The tone especially, so varied and so very specific. They have to be for what I do, for the services I give. They must be. Now, my friends. Do you smoke? Ah, uh, yes. I have hand-rolled hand cigarettes. Heartily. <laughs> Wind snow killers. Vadim knows from where he comes. You are from uh, from Samarna, right? Vadim, off of the river Olga. Volga. Apparently you know much, my friend. And yes, well, yes, I am familiar with those cigarettes. He opens up a small box. They are th- hand-rolled. They are... Th- Pretty thick for their their size, and they smell like horse shit. And you haven't lit them yet. They are not a. They are a pungent, filthy, <laughs> unclean tobacco. But they will warm your ass right up. Love it. Hand um, Jack. <laughs> Jack uh, produces a, a small container with Kenyan cigarettes, and mm. uh, and hands it out and goes a trade, perhaps one of mine for one of yours. Kenyan. Oh, oh, this is a wonderful gift. You. <laughs> You, my friend. And he takes one, and he smells it, and he's like, looks at Vadim, and again that word comes out, Vadim. 
girl. in Russian again. He, girl, yeah, because of the ke- of the Kenyan cigarettes. They're not. They're not thick enough. Oh. They're, they're, it's, it's, it's different. It's like a woman's cigarette. It's like a Virginia Slim. It is and he's not off a Virginia Cubano. Slim. <laughs> to to what, a Russian, what is his like? It's a Virginia blunt? Slim. <laughs> so I've never seen Joel look so offended. <laughs> a Virginia Slim. So you, you offend me, sir. Pistols no, at dawn. <laughs> She's like, no, no, please. These these are probably from your where you come from. This is a very strong cigarette. Maybe you take only a, a half of mine. Not because you take whole thing now, but only smoke half. Otherwise, your stomach that's already affected will be bad. I don't want. I to take a whole one. <laughs> there you go. Oh, oh, you can always pissing contests always work. You know, everybody lights. They talk for a few more minutes. Probably nothing really important to say. I, I'm not getting a real sense of love out of the group right now, but that's okay. I think he's interesting. Um, of course you do. Yeah. I'm terrified of him, but we're going to just So he stretches and he's like, now it is time. And then he walks over and he reaches up to the side of the fireplace. There's a couple of hand torches, you know, like, made, you know, for fire. And he throws, puts one into the, into the fireplace, you know, the, the hearth. And he lights it. And he walks over and he says, walks over to you, Jack. And he says, could you hold while I put my coat on, please? Certainly. And I'll he take it puts on me. this big bear coat and he says, Vadim Gavrilov. And he takes the torch back. He says, it is time. And he opens the door and steps out into the snow. Vadim looks around at the others. Seems very unsure. He doesn't, um, he's not afraid to go with the man. He's concerned about leaving them alone in the cabin. Okay. Does he vocalize this? You can kind of see it in his, in his, in his face, in his eyes, when he looks around at, at all of you with this look of like, should I? Uh, picking up on his signal i just say we're okay if you want answers and you want to go but i'm worried about you i mean when jack and i were in that shed i swear and i'm not i'm i'm not like being dramatic this there was like 70 to 80 individually carved doll heads so just you should take me to the doll heads i don't want to i will not be bringing you to the doll heads (laughs) Well, then I shall just go by she myself. Wants to, she wants to touch something. <laughs> no, Ella, please, could you just oh. take a nap, hun? This Actually. <laughs> Ella, just go sleepy, Bobos. You're killing me. Don't you want to know why he has doll heads? No. Maybe maybe Vadim's going to find out. Yeah. yeah. I um, don't I, care. I'd like well, to I, sleep and leave. Well, then you can sleep. I would like. I would like to know. I'm curious. I'm thinking maybe he could be a vampire or some form of immortal soul. I well, assure let's you, let's not, he's not piss a him off. And let's just make nice, nice. Christ. Okay, then I. I say to Vadim again. I'm like, we'll be okay if you want to go. I'm just worried about your safety and yeah. going off with him. That's... That is true. Keep your wits about you, sir. Keep your wits about you. Vadim looks to Jack and and motions to Jack's gun and says. Keep me in your sights, my friend. Yes, of course. And he walks out the door. Okay, put your coat on, you walk back out. He starts making his way around the back of the house and towards that deeper set of the woods behind the house. And he's and uh, he's quiet for a moment. But as you hit the edge of the trees, I will let you see what, what you see. That's a doll. So that one does seem to have a body, but the eyes are closed and the head is drawn down. And that's the on the tree that leads to, by a path. And he looks at you and he says... It is time. 
it is time for you to show me what your daughter looks like. Jack, how are you following them? Because right now, you, there, if you step out around the corner with a with a snipe, you know, a rifle with a scope, he's going to seek and see you. They're about to go into a copse of trees, or at least they're standing near it. If no, my, yeah, so my game is not going to be to visually see him. My game is to be close enough so I can hear them. Okay, got it. What do you speak with my daughter for? Because someone must remember them. That is the way. I remember, remember them. I know them well. I see their faces every day in my mind. And they are ah, safe. Vadim Gavrilov, that is not the daughter I speak. When you sent Karina away, you had several nights to say goodbye. And she became with child and miscarried. Follow me. Down this way, Vadim Gavrilov. A parent should be able to see a face when they dream. When they dream of the unborn. Vadim is taken aback. He is recalling those nights with Karina. They're the memories that he holds on to on a daily basis, and he just falls in line behind him, kind of blindly walking. You see many, many images and many dolls and many faces. And as you start getting deeper in, there's hundreds and hundreds of them. And as you pass Vadim individually, one at a time, their eyes open, and you hear, Papa, Papa, Papa. He says, a child unborn in this forest, the forest of leaves, Nezo Danaich, the forest of those who have never come, who have not passed through a woman. They must remember, women come when they lose their children this way. They come to my forest, and they pick a face. A face, Vadim Gavrilov, that they will hold on to, thinking of what the child would have looked like held in their arms. But you did not have a chance to do this, no. Did you? She never told you. She never wrote of such things in our letters. She knew you had much to deal with, I am sure. She came. She came to me a little over nine years ago. And she chose the face that she thought your daughter should be. Now it is time for you. Pick what your wife's face looks like to you in your mind. Imagine your own features. Choose. Look around you, Vadim Gavrilov. This is what I've been tasked to do since women and men were together, is to hold this sacred place. Oh, I have, my body has fallen and I have been born again. And I have always come back to these woods to do this. To keep this place safe. As I said, there must always be one that remembers. This, this is, this is unnatural. You, you are unnatural. This is not meant to be. Do not run from this, Vadim Gavrilov. This is too important. You know your babska with the, she had strong connection to the family. You do not speak of my grandmother. My grandmother was a wonderful woman. She was, and twice she came to my forest. Twice in her lifetime. She came here, like many women of that time. And times going back to the dawn of flame. Look around. Blue eyes? Perhaps green. And he keeps walking. So he's claiming to have met my grandmother. Oh, he knows every wife. woman that's ever miscarried. Yep. That's what he says. Vadim uh, is just... Um, he's spinning in discomfort and thoughts uh, is too many this is this is overwhelming to him 
You th- look at here, this one. Too light-skinned, you think? Maybe the hair is wrong. No, here. Here. And he grabs one down and pulls it from the, you know, on the tree limb, and it looks at you, Papa. And it, he holds it, and the hair is the right color, and the skin tone, but the cheeks are a little bit more cherubic, maybe. And he's like, mm, what do you think? I think my wife was a fine woman. Too fine for me to ever deserve. I think many are. I think I am in pain to know that she has she has bared this pain without me on her own. And you, I do not know you. I do not know your role in this. I do not know if you mean good, if you mean bad, if you're just I a mean f- to give you a face. A face that you can a face put to, a name to. To horrify me, these horrifying faces. Mm, this is a f- these are too scary. Forest of fear. No, no. This is a place of comfort. When someone loses a child this way, so many questions, so many unanswered things, but this gives them peace. And now that you know, Vadim, it will give you peace too. Come. You need softer features, maybe. And he shows you another set of trees. There's thousands of them. Do I, do I get any sense of, when I'm looking at these babies' faces, uh, these, these doll faces... Mm-hmm. Do I get any sense that they are something more than just these unnatural, creepy faces? Am I seeing anything more in them? No. So he's just pushing no. me into something that... But it's not It's not bringing me to a place. No, he's just walking you around it, showing you the faces until you feel satisfied or, or you're so overwhelmed that you say, fine, this one. He doesn't care which one, he just wants you to have a face. A girl, you know, the face of your daughter, he said. Does she have a name? Karina did not speak it. They come in here. Look, some come now. You see just shadows of people moving about the trees. Now that you're thinking about it, you can see them. And you see women's hands reach up and take a face. And then they walk away cuddling it as if they loved it. A father holding one, you know, for whatever reason, crying. Just, but they're shadows, Scott. You know, they're just shadows. And they're just, and they're everywhere. Now that you've, now that he's made you aware you can see hundreds of them picking thousands of faces throughout this forest. And you're just like overwhelmed. It's like, I just want to, I just, do I, you know, roll a sanity check. Do I want to do this? Do I, can I pick this image that I'm going to keep with me for the rest of my life? Yeah. I, I'm, they're like ghostly images then ghostly. Shapes. Just shat- Yep. Yep. Shadows. Like you can almost see them, but you kind of see through them. I rolled a 45. So that is a yeah, regular success on a sanity check um so so it's not it's not pushing me to to a place of irrational behavior Panic, right yeah i do i do i get any sense in him uh, anything i say that seems to deter him from this or does he just keep pushing no he's he uh, uh, brown eyes maybe you think brown and that's what's making you concerned or hold up your decision here Oh, Vadim, this one. My wife has ice blue eyes. I thought blue, but you seem to hold your to reserve your choice. A child. That's okay, we go back to blue. A child of hers would only have the best of her. None of a child of both of you, Vadim. I am not worthy. Well, your daughter may have disagreed if she had the chance to know you. Choose. You choose. I cannot. Is forbidden. 
She had skin like white porcelain, eyes like the morning sky, hair flaming red. Oh, then here. And he takes you to a tree with of someone of that feature. So there's a there's like a face there that seems to match that. Yep. Vadim says, "Is that the one? Is is that my child?" Are you asking if this is the one Karina chose? I'm just asking the question. I did not see the face of your unborn child, Vadim. This is your memory that will become. Now that you know, you will need to put a face to this so that when you sleep, you can recognize it as it comes to you. It's been there lurking. It's been there, gnawing at the back of your skull. When can I check? When can I hear from them? When will I know? Now you know. You must choose. He um, he looks away from the man, if you want to call him that. Mika, yeah. And he just gets a sense that he's just not going to leave him alone. Kind of looking away, he reaches out to the side and grabs the doll head that he had pointed out to him. See if he comes loose and pulls it towards him. Yep, comes loose. Ought to be finished. Almost. He tries to put his arm gently around you. I shrug it off. He says, you have done well. You do not need to tell me, but you name this thing now. You name this face and reach up again. There's an exact replica in a boy. She miscarried twins. No. Take it and we'll go, Vadim. It is important that one remembers. He, he grabs the other head. Make a sanity check. I know you just did one, but yeah, no, I, you're about to have. I get it. Yeah, that is a seventy-three. That is a fail. All right, so we're gonna lose five points. Okay. The horror of it hits you. He's walking down the path with the torch. The lights are getting faded. A shadow figure passes by you and picks a head not far from where you are. But the horror hits you straight in the chest because he said something. That it just now is dawning on you exactly what he meant. It is important that one remembers. Where's Karina? And he walks, starts walking away. On that, on that dawning realization of those words, I, 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 I rush up to him and I said, and I ask him, you, you said one remembers. Where oh. is Karina? I do not know, Vadim. I do not see where they go. But she has left us. What do you mean she has left us? This, these faces needed to go to the father because the mother is no more. No. Why would I lie to you, Madam Governor? I do not know you. And there are men I know. There are people I know I trust. They have, they have kept tabs. I have not heard. Perhaps I am wrong. And we'll close it there for the night. Okay. Well, that was intense. Scott, awesome job, cast. Way to go. Very cool. Um, hope you guys, this is <laughs> face. I can't see everybody. Unfortunately, our cameras aren't working here at the, at the Bardic College headquarters on Roll20, but I know <laughs> Faye, Mel is just throwing her hands around like she's fuck? in some sort of what? interpretive dance. Oh my God, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it was um, so hard but yes, to there interrupt. Is- <laughs> Jack Cavan just just wrote fuck a duck. I think that sums everything Pretty up. Pretty much. Um so this is um this is going to tie a part of the story together that that's going to drag characters into some serious personal issue with uh the situation at hand. So Scott, well done. Seriously, I love the I love the pushback. 
I thought you did a great job with that. And and the fact that you even wanted to take a second sanity roll 40 seconds later was fascinating. That was amazing. Uh, um, just intense, man. What the <laughs> hell? Wow. <laughs> so, uh, but ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. And as always, we appreciate you and everything you do for us. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe all that stuff that happens behind the scenes that keeps us uh, relevant and people talking about us, share us with your friends. Uh, they can always show up for an hour and get the, sh- you know, the shit kicked out of them like our players do. So, uh, but for me, Raz, and from all of us, Jack, uh, we'll do their real names because they're so important to me. Joel, Mel, Lauren, Kayla, and tonight, Scott with a big starring role. Uh, we just want to say thank you for listening. And from all of us at the college, good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin MacLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.